Welcome to the final episode of Sensible or Cynical Reviews. My name is Sean, and for the final episode, I will be joined by Fear Innes to review the 2015 horror comedy film, The Visit. You know, this is the one where the kids are tricked into, you know, seeing grandma and grandpa, but in actuality, it was two crazy old people. And it was wild. We saw adult diapers, <laughs> etc. So I'm excited to talk to Fear. He has a lot of things going on with his podcast. And I'm excited to catch up with him. And here we go. Our review of The Visit. With me on the line, fellow podcaster and the first member of the Sensibly Cynical Three Timers Club, Fear Ennis. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, I'm just glowing <laughs> right now because I'm, I'm up in the three-time range. That's good. This yeah, is- yeah. You're by yourself. There's a couple in the two-timers, but no one's made it to three besides, you know, now you. Well, today's movie is 2015's The Visit, which was basically, it's like a horror comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek, like uh, like a dark dark sort of comedy. Yeah, was it, the director was M. Night uh, yeah, Shyamalan? Shyamalan? His claim to fame was uh, The Sixth Sense. Uh, he had a couple of stinkers leading up to The Visit, so I, I don't know, I, I mean, I, Signs was okay, The Village kind of sucked, Lady in the Water sucked. Well, so this was kind of a comeback. Let's dive in, man. Um, so yeah, so this shit was crazy. I mean, you had a boy and a girl, obviously. It was Becca and Tyler. Were they highly, you know, highly thought of um, actors? They were pretty new. Um, like I know um, Ed Oxenbold, he's the, the one that played Tyler. He was in um, Alexander and the really bad shitty day or whatever the fuck it was. So he had done some like kid acting and stuff, but I think this was his first like getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just checking out Olivia Dion. She did a little bit, but I think for the most part, this was like their first time at really getting a crack at holding their own. Yeah. Not a supporting, and, and, and I think they both kind of crushed it. Yeah, the backstory was, uh, was interesting too. Just like a five-day vacation at the grandparents' house. And the way it starts is kind of like, obviously, it's hard to predict the ending, obviously, when you first watch it. When I finished watching it, by the way, I watched it with my... Uh, <laughs> with my now ex-girlfriend. It seems like I mentioned, I'd be rich every time I mention my ex-girlfriend on this podcast. <laughs> but no, I watched it with her, right? And yeah. I remember midway through, I was thinking, oh God, is this the time that she, because she was kind of stalkerish to begin with? So I'm like, is she going to like, is this going to be the last day of my life at the end of this film? Is she going to be like the, gra- like the grandma? <laughs> yeah, like, like, when I, like, oh, now you yeah. know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When I take her home tonight, am I going to wake up alive? <laughs> I was thinking that shit. But nah, so, so yeah, what was your thoughts on, like, how they set it up? I mean, going to see your grandparents is something that everybody does. So to take that and turn it into a horror movie is fucking genius. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the lead up, the sort of misdirection that allows for the twist at the end, which is what Shyamalan has done like he's known for that twist at the end and uh and like I said he had a couple of stinkers leading up to it but I thought this really was like the comeback when I I saw it I was like oh yeah fuck yeah that's awesome so uh, what I found interesting about it is is that 
it doesn't like like I feel like Gretel and Hansel, um, it kind of slows down, but this the visit keeps your kind of keeps you interested. I think. Oh, exactly. It's also exactly. a short. Especially once the kids get there, then mm-hmm. it's it's just nonstop. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's like a ninety minute movie as well. But like, I found it interesting with you know Becca was <laughs> like, don't go into the basement, you know, <laughs> and then of course the. The diapers they found, like, what the fuck, adult oh diapers? My god. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the stuff. Those are, those are the little tweaks that take it from, like, yeah. oh, this is a pretty good movie to this is a holy fuck movie. <laughs> the adult diapers. Oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't when, at the end of the movie, when uh, Tyler's, uh, <laughs> you know, going to town on Pop Pop? <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. Like, <laughs> You're just sitting there, and it, there's no score. It's silence. You see yeah. everything going down, and it's just like a train wreck. You can't stop watching. Like, he's not going to, oh, we did. Nah, man. So what was your, like, favorite scene in the film? One of my favorite scenes is definitely the whole under-the-house section, and they're just kind of crawling around. Like, it's just super creepy. Like, I don't know. I grew up in, like, rural fucking buttfuck nowhere, so I'd go under the house all the time if we had to... Mm-hmm look for different things or do pipes or whatnot and fuck if you didn't always think that somebody was chasing your ass and then right. just to have it flipped on its head like that i'm like yeah that's that's shit my nightmares are made of yeah i was in uh i visited uh my grandparents in uh in illinois and they had a basement and you're right it's kind of like creepy at times down there <laughs> you know so and then becca sees nana like throw up you know, and then kind of dismissed it as what the flu is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. So it's yeah. like, and then she started like wigging out. <laughs> oh my god! And that when when she's crawling around, and you're not supposed to come out of your room after ten yeah. thirty or whatever. Like fuck. That. <laughs> exactly. So I was looking into the history of this, like the chick that or the lady that plays Nana, and she actually won a Tony and was like in The Exorcist or some shit. Like she's no joke. Oh yeah, Deanna she, Dugan. No, yeah. She, I think she was in, like, a handful of episodes of Exorcist, right? Because that's a TV series? Yeah, she was, yeah, when they, the, the series back in, it, I think it was the year after this, 2016-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did a bunch in there. She was established, so, like, she was from, like, the 90s and shit. Obviously, she's playing a grandma, but, like, she was literally, like, spent, like, over half of her life in, you know, in films and TV. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. And you can see why. I mean, like, even it, Whenever I watch like a horror movie, there's always certain things like a lot of times kids can ruin the movie. If they can't mm-hmm. act, you're fucked. Old people, if they can't act, you're fucked. So here you have a movie with both of those and it's absolute room for disaster and everybody fucking crushes it. I know the guy who plays Pop Pop is on t- is on is in the Alienist. Are you familiar with that series? Yeah, so some old dude who's who's still around. <laughs> but what's crazy is it got twenty five million on the weekend, the opening weekend. It got like ninety eight point four million um, nationally, over a five million dollar budget. Yeah, man, and that that's the shit that you can do with like with the good horror. If you you can do low budget and still be able to scare the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't, and that's what I like about it too. There's not much like fluff to it, you know. It was, hey, this is what they're at. This is what they're doing. 
the mother sent their two kids to be with some, you know, boyfriend or whatever. And it was like 15 years passed, right? It was 15 years between when she got kicked out. The mom got kicked out, right? Because of some, like, high school teacher. Yeah, family drama shit. Yeah. What did you not like about it? Or was it all good? You know what? I, 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 I wouldn't say it was a perfect movie, but I, I don't think there was anything that I could really pick apart that, like, kind of ruined it. Like you said, with the pacing, I thought it was really good. Like, they, they were not fucking around. Here's the situation. Here's what's happening. You just deal with it. And which is exactly, I think, what they were going for, because like, that's how you feel as a kid. Like you're told you're going here and fucking shut up. Don't worry. It's going to happen. And so I think that was a really great way for Shyamalan to do it and actually make you feel kind of like the kids, like you're stuck in this situation with them. And just it's so fucking zany that like, I I don't know. I I don't think that there's anything that I really took away that I'm like, if you drop that, it would be better. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, yeah, there's not much, there's, there's not much I would change, really. I mean, I like the documentary style type of film it was, you know, and that's what he was going for. And what I found interesting is I did a little research on it, and I read somewhere that he actually had three scripts planned for this. He had, this is what I heard, I heard he had the uh, the horror film, the funny, and then somewhere in between. So I think we know which one he... Uh, he went with somewhere in between. Yeah, I, think, I think I do remember that kind of being a thing because they, I, I don't want to say his films became predictable, but they kind of did. And even though this followed the same formula where it's, you're expecting wait, to wait, wait. there's the twist at the end. Wait, I love the, but they kind of did. <laughs> it's like when it was, it's like, it's like in school too. It's like whenever the, someone says, but, well, that just <laughs> negates the yeah. first part of the sentence. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's true. Cause like, that was this whole thing is he was going to try to get away from it. And I think that's how he was playing it up. That's why he was like almost making it sound like he was going to do this family film. And then out of nowhere, this kind of popped up again and it still followed the same formula that he used, but it felt fresh. It didn't feel like he was trying to do it. Like to the point where even in pop culture, like people will call it like, don't try to shamble on me, you know, like because it's a twist ending or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think once you're associated with that, it gets a little bit different. Like it's, it's probably difficult for him to like, that's his thing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's why people mock him. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. I like how, um, Becca kind of like takes care of, uh, Nana at the end with the glass. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, that's one way to, <laughs> that's one way <laughs> to kill her. All right. Before we, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, give me a, give me a rating from one to 100 fear on the visit. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. Uh, go eighty because that's how I felt when when I finally broke it off with my ex a month later. After that, <laughs> I was like, "It's a B." All right, I'm just kidding, kind of. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Nah, fuck yeah, anytime, dude. And uh, keep my streak going. All right, man. Well, social media. Go ahead and plug away, bro. For sure. If you head to Patreon.com/slash/fearandmdi, you can check out everything we do over there. Um, as well, or search hashtag TWATFM, T-W-A-T-F-M, pretty much in every social media browser should lead you to us. 
Um, and yeah, or at Fearness on Twitter, you can always hit me up and yeah, listen to the shows. Uh, the World According to MDI, Horror in the Pit. We got lots of stuff going on. Go sub the YouTube channel and uh, check out our TikTok. We're always doing dumbass shit. All right, man. Well, I appreciate the support and I appreciate you coming on tonight. Fuck yeah, man. Anytime. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, there you go. That was our review of The Visit. I'm kind of sad, you know, this series was fun, but everything in life ends. And with Mr. Cynic right around the corner, set to debut on October 23rd, the future is bright for the Sensibly Cynical podcast. Um, I'm so stoked to bring you guys Mr. Cynic. I have fantastic ideas. It'll be pros and cons. So each episode will be a different topic to coincide with the theme of the entire show. But I will go over pros, cons, and I'm going to pick a side and just ram it with humor, wild shit, and a few surprises. So get ready for the debut episode of Mr. Cynic coming to you. October 23rd. That's it for this episode of Sensible or Cynical Reviews. Thanks for listening to this entire series. You can check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. And for the last time, once again, this has been a 